How are you feeling, Miss Piggy? I heard you called in sick yesterday. Yeah, I had a frog in my throat. <laughs> right, Kirby? <laughs> right? Please stop drinking. Oh, I like that. That's nice. That's a warm family moment. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Hello, my ragtime gal. Send me a kiss, my wire. Baby, my heart's on fire. If you refuse me, honey, you lose me. Then you'll be left alone. Oh, baby, telephone and tell me I'm your own.
These zoning laws are infringing on the uh, rights of citizens. If I might interrupt for a minute, I'd like to point you out You've had that your time. Let someone else I speak. haven't said a word. It was that guy. Don't look at me. I can't get a word in edgewise. Well, then who the hell's been talking this whole time? Oh, well, that's oh, a high question. Kermit the Frog? What's his appeal? What is Kermit the Frog's appeal? That's the question I want to know. Is abs and a six-pack? We got no over here. No! Caleb coming in from North Carolina. The great state of North Carolina. And we're broadcasting live from East Tennessee. I'm from Tennessee, and I've been doing this for a long time. How's it going, fellas? Pretty good. Pretty good. No complaints over here. Well, that's good. Excited. We're doing a frog episode today. All about frogs. I figured we could open the show so, with... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Can I ask a question just right off the bat? Mm-hmm. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, because well, frogs are cool, ins- man. What was the inspiration when okay, the well, idea was suggested? I said yes, absolutely, because it's—I mean, it's a great idea. But what what was the inspiration? Uh, well, Caleb had tweeted out a picture of a frog on a branch, I believe, not too long ago that he took a picture of, yeah, and I was, was asking actually him, a blackberry plant. It was a on a oh. bunch of blackberry plants. Yeah, and I asked Caleb, I was like, okay. "Well, what what would topic would you want to do an episode about?" And he was like, "Frogs." And so here we are. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, I'm ready to be be amazed. Oh, you're gonna be, yeah. Um, the, I figure we can start the show with uh, fifty frog puns that will make you much hoppier. This comes from. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa! I don't even know if we need fifty. That might have been it right oh, there. And that's wow. Not even, that's not even. That's just the title of this article from ThoughtCatalog.com. There are. That's not even one of the fifty. So here we go. Um, <clears throat> why are frogs so happy? Why? Because they eat whatever bugs them. What do what do frogs do with paper when they find it? What do they do? They rip it. <laughs> <laughs> why are frogs so good at basketball? Oh, jeez. I don't know. Why? Because they can jump? Yeah, exactly. They make, they always make jump shots. Oh, uh, that one was okay. Uh, yeah, these are not very good. <laughs> Why didn't the frog... <laughs> was, was that like the, the highest quality, you know, puns so far? Like, I, I mean, out of the whole list, is going to go down? I, I don't know, I haven't, I'm going in blind. I just bookmarked this. I haven't read these. So, Why didn't the oh, okay. frog park on the side of the road? Um, I don't know. He was afraid of getting his car towed. That was a pretty good. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) Towed like a frog. And coming in at number five, what did the frog say as he looked through the books at the library? Read it, read it, read it. That's not even getting the rim shot for that one. Um, No, that was trash. What do you call a woman with a frog on her head? Lily? Let's skip ahead. What kind of shoes do frogs wear? Boots. Open-toed sandals. Ah, another toad <laughs> pud. All right, good. Toads. Uh, I'm going to skip to 50 and see if it gets any better. Well, 40. Let's, go, let's skip 30 ahead and go uh, to Wait, 45. wait, wait. Are there any uh, puns about toads that result in, like, frog being the surprising answer? 
Oh, yeah. Flip it around on them. Mm. <laughs> well, no, this because these are frog jokes and not toad jokes. I didn't okay. look for the 50 okay. best toad puns, sadly. I wonder if, I wonder if they have a list. Uh, why for number forty six? Why did the frog go to the bank with a gun? <sighs> he wanted to rob it. Oh, that one was okay. Not good. Yeah. All, Which, all of yeah. these puns about like about ribbit, like slightly off ribbits. These are pretty bad. Yeah. And coming in at number fifty, I skipped thirty five of these at least. I don't know. I but uh, number fifty. What kind <laughs> of pole is short and floppy? A tadpole. All right. I mean, I was, thought of that, but I was like, yeah, that, that can't possibly be the answer. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly the same. It's, it's too <laughs> obvious. So here's uh, here's one I, I thought was a little better. Um, I kind of reworded this from uh, two different jokes, that, and I've made my own joke here. How do frogs kill themselves? They commit suicide. <laughs> 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 Uh, dark. That was dark. Okay, here's one I found on Reddit that might make up for all those bad ones. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> mm-hmm. A kid walks into a whorehouse with a dead frog. He goes to the front desk's desk and sets his dead frog up on the countertop. The man at the desk says, we don't allow kids here. The kid then puts a $100 bill on the counter, and the man replies, okay, what do you want? The kid says, I want to have sex with the girl in here that has the most STDs I can find. We don't have women like that here. Sorry, buddy, the man says. The kid then puts another $100 bill on the table. Okay, kid, all the way down the hall, the last door on the left. The kid comes out of the room after a while, and as he's walking around the front <laughs> to the front door, the man stops him. Hey, kid, why in the world would you want to do that? You basically just killed yourself. The kid looks up at him and says, I'm going to home and fuck my babysitter. My parents are going to come home, and then my dad will take the babysitter home and fuck the babysitter. My dad will come home, and then he'll fuck my mom. My mom, my dad will leave for work the next morning and the mailman will come and fuck my mom. And that mailman is the motherfucker who ran over my frog. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Wow. Oh, here all week. Read that one off Reddit. Fuck. Yeah. Wow. That was. <laughs> all right. Yep. Whew. Yeah. Well, that's all the frog jokes we got for the episode. But uh, we got lots of frog topics to cover. What should we. What should we do first? I was thinking maybe that, uh, Caleb, you, you brought a uh, Return of the Froggy. Oh, yeah, that would be a, that's a good thing to open up with. This kind of the video or the, the sound clip, whatever it is, it kind of explains what a it, it's a very detailed description of what a frog actually is. Um, it, it gets a little scientific, but I, I think that we'll be able to push through it and be able to really get something out of it. OK, word. Here we go. A froggy beep, a small beastie with four leggies, which leap up in water and on land. It is brown, or green, or yellow, or be a tropical. He may have dire's colors and live in trees. It have lungies and guiles boopy. Froggies need be water to reproduce. It hatch up from an egg, and it pawn it as a tadpole. It grow up to be a froggy. If it pardon the be not eaten, eat it small bugs like crickets, fleas, <laughs> or even worms. Pay have tongue pat been long and sticky. Bear are peas and as froggies out there. You might see a froggy if you enter before it or pelex. 
A froggy be found in all continents except Antarctica. A froggy be brothers with a toad. Brothers with a toad. Okay. <laughs> what if all education was done by a teacher with a voice like that? Oh my God! Everybody would learn so much more and oh. better. <laughs> be excited to go froggy. to school. Oh man! Just the, just the screaming, screaming alone. I have, this, this one's a little longer, but Wait, it is. It's a baby. It's a tadpole. <laughs> it's a tadpole. Say, like runs up to you and puts the picture right in your face. It's like say. <laughs> this is all of school from the time you're like three to like you graduate with like a PhD. Everybody yeah, runs it. up, screams at you. That's, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'd rather my tax dollars go to that than the current education system. <clears throat> now, yeah. uh, so this is true facts about the frog, and let me know if somebody wants me to pause it at any time, because it's four minutes. Here we will explore true facts about the frog. Frogs are not merely proof that French people will put anything into their mouths. They are also amphibians, which means that they're a bit wishy-washy on the whole evolution thing. Oh, that was pretty cool. Did you see that? It has a transparent eyelid. Good for sexy winking. The frog begins its life as water larvae that resemble gigantic sperms, which should make you appreciate how tiny our sperm is. If our sperm was that big, it would be uncomfortable for everyone. Think about it. Now stop thinking about it, you perv. After a time as a spermish water-breathing vegetarian, the larvae undergo a rapid 24-hour metamorphosis, reabsorbing their tails, growing limbs and lungs, and emerging as graceful adult frogs. Although now an air breather, the frog still relies on its permeable skin for oxygen and keeps its skin moist by producing mucus. Imagine sneezing, but through your entire body. That is how a frog do. Every couple of days, the frog sheds its skin, and as the French may or may not do, it eats its own full-body booger in public. Perhaps the taste of booger awakens a taste for flesh, for the adult frog preys upon the living. Well, settle down there, spazzy. Luckily for this mouse, the frog eats worms and ins- Holy crap! <laughs> Strike that. Not lucky. Not lucky for the mouse. Yeah. That frog just bit the mouse's head off in the video. Um, yeah, pretty nice. Metal AF. Um, fucking badass. I can keep going on with this or we can move on. What do you guys think? We're halfway through. Mm, A lot of it's go. visual, but I do like the That's Morgan true. Freeman appreciation. It's, it is very uh, March of the Penguins. Uh, impression. It's a meh. Every time mm. I explain something about frogs, I earn a freckle. <laughs> yes, and just like the French, the frog even has a taste for frog. When Kermit first met Miss Piggy, he said, Be careful, I might eat you. And that became one of the biggest miscommunications of all time. Right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to move on unless you guys want to... <laughs> I'll put no, that in the show notes, though, so people can see it, because it is pretty funny with the with the visual component. Sure. Um, also, the movie Frogs, which John Sanders, Walla William, and I covered in our movie review episode. I think it was episode 51 or 52. Uh, the movie Frogs with Sam Elliott, who was also the man who 
murdered Hitler and Bigfoot in that other movie. Remember that? Yeah. So wait, so what's, what's the plot? Oh, okay, Sorry, go ahead. Play something. You're about oh, well, to play the, something the, next. I'm about to play, play the trailer of the movie Frogs, but it's a 70s movie, 1972 movie, and it's terrible. It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Got and it. okay, so not like an Oscar winner. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. Sam Elliott's in it. No, it's it's campy as hell. But there's like a there's I mean there's some funny parts in it, but the ending famous scene that uh, John actually made a great send off parody video of that I'll also put in the show notes um, is <laughs> the ending scene is this old dude that was like destroying the environment has there's like you, the DVD cover when I bought it because I bought it at McKay's and it's a giant frog and you're like oh it's gonna be like tarantula with the giant tarantula except it's a giant frog but no it's just a bunch of regular ass regular sized frogs <laughs> <laughs> and the old man like dies and falls out of his chair and he gets killed by a bunch of regular sized frogs hopping around on like, his body Wait, so they just, the hopping, the force of the hopping is what kills people? <laughs> yeah. Is that what They don't really is? explain how the frogs kill them. They're just, yeah. the frogs are all over okay. the bodies and they're just like, yeah. on the so, floor. Ba- so basically, like, this entire movie is just that one plague that Egypt went through and in, in that, like, book of Genesis or whatever, like, yes. you know, the 12 or the, the seven yeah. plagues. How, I can't remember. Ten plagues, I think. Plagues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, will, we will be covering that. Biblical examples of frogs, for sure. That's coming up. But nice. yeah, here's the trailer okay. for frogs. And it's the, the weird thing about the movie is like people are getting killed by like snakes and alligators. It's not even the frogs that are mainly doing it. It's kind of implied that the frogs are like the bosses that are commanding all the other animals to. Oh, okay. Kill them. It's really frogs it's, in the masterminds. Yeah. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Suppose nature gave a war and everybody came. The snake, the birds, the lizards and frogs. And suppose that the polluters, the species on Earth called man, were the enemy in that war. I still believe man is master of the world. And then suppose that the human race lost. Sam Elliott, Joan Van Ark, Adam Rourke, Judy Pace. First of all, we're going to have to try to find out our Stuart and Michael. Be very honest with you. I don't think we will. Not alive, anyway. You talk and take it because you're the only one making any sense around here. But whether we find him or not, we've got to get off this damn island. All of us, now! And I am asking to get the hell out of here with someone or by myself. Samuel is just b- 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 whacking the water with a with a uh uh god with a uh fuck or an oar yeah a rowing yeah some high rowing. production value yeah just, for no I reason love, he's just, just smacking the water in this trailer I love this experience with no visual 
Just the, the one guy, just terrified. <laughs> ribbit, ribbit. <laughs> the, the movie's so funny too because it's like like they they actually do a decent job of building suspense. And then they always cut away to a close-up of, like, a single frog. And they go, ribbon. <laughs> and, like, that's, like, the bad guy. That's, like, you know. Like, ah! Ah! It's a frog! <laughs> <laughs> Just enjoy yourselves. You are going to love it. Give away the ending of the movie in the trailer with the old man just getting surrounded by frogs. They actually look like toads. I don't even know if they're frogs. They look like toads. Probably toads. Couldn't afford real frogs. (laughs) They didn't have the budget. They don't have enough for the budget for the movie Frogs to get real frogs. Gotta get toads. Ooh, I like that as an ISO at the end. Uh, also, I, the movie poster has a huge frog with a human's hand sticking out of its mouth, as if any of the frogs in the movie were anywhere near the size to swallow a human. <laughs> <laughs> ate the whole human. Frogs is coming. Frogs is coming. Frogs are like, coming. Does anyone, does coming anyone find frogs like? I don't know scary or creepy or gross <laughs> or really anything not really there I mean, was a I, I I, the know. only gross frog i've seen uh was there was this one it's a glass frog and its skin is translucent it's not really scary it's just gross to look at because you can see that's all cool its fuck. intestines and its organs inside now that's neat on its mm-hmm. underbelly i like that it's kind of gross looking though um i don't like intestines Ugh. 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 uh yeah to each their own uh, here's here's a tiny angry squeaking frog uh, and this will be in the show notes too it's from the BBC this thing looks like a little marshmallow with black freckles I mean it is shaped like a marshmallow and uh, it's just great I like this frog but sometimes more unexpected sounds grab our attention like this desert rain frog squeaking viral sensation <laughs> 11 million hits and counting It sounds like a dog toy But actually This Is the sonorous war cry Of a very angry frog <laughs> It's so much better if you can see it so angry. <laughs> It's like just this tiny little circle uh, but that's a war cry, so if it comes close to you, you know what to do. You know? Kill it. Uh, Shotgun's the only thing that'll do it, too. These things are resilient. Fire two blasts outside the house if the frogs come to you. Come yeah, I, imagine, I imagine that sound is like how God hears the people who cry out to him. You know, like in their prayer. Hey, little buddy. <laughs> that's a, that's a good seg- That's a good segue into... Uh, Jim Ron's story of the, <laughs> the frog and the scorpion and that somebody, some idiot on YouTube put background music on this. So sorry for that. But it's Jim Ron, the frog and the scorpion, the inevitable tale of the tale of inevitable good and evil. So in part of the scenario of understanding leadership, 
The key is to not be surprised when the inevitable occurs. Because if you become too surprised, we will call you naive. If the sun goes down, the guy says, what's happened? What's happened? It means he hasn't been here long, I guess, right? Or the guy is naive. Come on, come on. There are some things you don't want to look surprised, especially in public. If you say, why did John do that? You say, come on, come on. About so many, after so much time, are going to. And it's very sobering as to why some have chosen to give themselves over to evil. And we call it simply one of those things. Every but the key to leadership is to understand. And the key to leadership is to also be alert and be bright enough to spot it and to see it. All good leaders must understand the story of the frog and the scorpion. It's one of the most important stories for a leader to understand. Is that accurate? Is that the most important story for a leader to understand? I don't see why not. If Hitler knew the story of the frog and the scorpion, maybe he wouldn't have killed all those Jews. I mean, that's a good... I mean, do we know if he knew about that story? That could have been the deciding factor. I think it was. He, he probably zoned out while he was told, you know, like I did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like they were telling him the story, and he's just staring up. He's like, man, I just want to... Exactly. I just want to get rid of all those people. I just... <laughs> Didn't even hear about he's, it. He's he's just looking just up and pagan off. Jews, pagan like, Jews. Going, Jews suck. According to the story <laughs> of the frog and the scorpion, Jews. the story scenario says the frog and the scorpion appeared on the bank of a river about the same time, and the frog was about to jump in the river and swim to the other side. And along comes the scorpion, and he sees what's about to happen, and he engages the frog in conversation, and the scorpion says to the frog, Mr. Frog, I see that you're about to Mr. jump in the frog. river and swim to the other side. And the frog said to the scorpion, that is correct. And the scorpion said, hey, hey, hold it. I would like to get to the other side, but unfortunately I'm a scorpion and I can't swim. Would you be so kind as to let me hop on your back and you swim across the river and deposit me on the other side? I would be grateful. And the frog looked at the scorpion and said, no way. The frog said, you're a scorpion. And scorpions sting frogs and kill them. He said, I'd get out there halfway with you on my back and you'd sting me. And I'd die. You think I'm crazy? No way. The scorpion said, hey, hey, hold it, hold it. Hey, hey, hold with your frog it. brain, you're not <laughs> If I was to sting you out there halfway, sure, you'd die and drown, but so would I, since I'm a scorpion and I can't swim. That'd be kind of foolish. So I'm not about to do that. I just want to get to the other side. The frog thought over that reasoning and said, that makes sense, hop on. And according to the story, the scorpion hops on the frog's back. They start across the river. And sure enough, halfway across the river, the scorpion stings the frog. They are now both about to go down for the third time. The frog cannot believe <laughs> what happened. And he said to the scorpion, why did you do that? I'm about to die and drown, but so are you. Why would you do that? And the scorpion said, because you're a I am a scorpion. <laughs> so all leaders <laughs> must understand the story of the frog. <laughs> I, tried, I tried to time that sound drop right. Why'd you do I that? I don't understand the moral of the story. Cunt. 
Because yeah, you're a cunt. I'm a little confused um, about no, like, the, the, the actual... frog and the scorpion goes back to the conversation you and I had last night, Caleb. It's like you said, why? Why would I can't remember exactly what you said, but like, why would Bill Gates or some? Why would these like evil people want to like poison stuff because it's killing them too or whatever? And it's like yeah. the frog and the scorpion. But that doesn't make any sense unless it's like the, I get that, but you're they're gonna die, and most of these people don't want to die. And this is an analogy, not a real story. And it's like a no, this is a truth. The frog and the scorpion is historically <laughs> oh, this is, this, documented fact that the scorpion right. and the frog had this conversation. I think I've actually seen this play out in real time before. <laughs> I saw a frog and a scorpion right talking back. to each other and. They were like, hey, I need to get across that uh, body of water there, Mr. Frog. And Frog was like, hmm. And the scorpion pulled some fast ones on him. And then they both died. You said, is end. that like happened around <laughs> where you, Did that happen around where you lived? This could only happen oh, yeah. in North Carolina. Oh, yeah. North, North Carolina, man, we got. It's like <laughs> scorpions and frogs. That's every day, man. Every day. Uh, I don't know. This analogy. Uh, I give it well, a six out of ten. I, he's, he's got about. Uh, a minute left. I'll let him finish it out. So are you. Why would you do that? And the scorpion said, because I am a scorpion. So all leaders must understand the story of the frog and the scorpion. There are shepherds and there are sheep and there are wolves. And wise leaders must understand some wolves are so clever. They've learned to dress up like sheep but do not miss the story of the full drama of life called good and evil Ugh. well that's that okay now this the sheep and the wolf is a totally different analogy than that it's frog like the lion the sheep, the sheep and the wolf the scorpion the frog jim ron has an amazing ability to make a story that should last 25 seconds tops take four minutes that's just called being a pastor right there. It's <laughs> yeah. like the whole job. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to read this one verse out of the Bible, and we're going to talk about it for one hour. Yeah, doesn't that feel nasty? Doesn't that feel nasty? <laughs> Put your fingers uh, the wrong way. Put your hands together with your fingers the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> Clasp your hands together. Now do it. Just rotate one over from how you normally do it. Doesn't that feel nasty? What was the point Ooh. he was trying to make with that? <laughs> I don't remember that. Uh, all I remember is we were doing youth group inside the equipment rental shop, and Rock we were, <laughs> yeah, Rockadale. And he told us to do that thing with our figures and said, "Doesn't that feel nasty?" Doesn't that feel nasty? I think it was something about, I don't know, probably about being a good person. And it was like, do the right thing, do what feels right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so um, we should talk about you know the plagues of Egypt, the ten plagues mm-hmm. of Egypt. I think it was 10. Yes. Yeah. And first, the first one was turning all the water into blood. The second one was even way scarier. Frogs. Mm-hmm. I love it. <laughs> yeah. These frogs are mad. Frog they've been, <laughs> these frogs are mad. They've been swimming around in blood for the last however long. So, you know, they're ready to jump around. <laughs> so, uh, if we, uh, frogs, Exodus, and I quote from the Holy Bible. This is what the great Lord says. Let my people go so that they may worship me. If you refuse to let them go, I will plague your whole country with frogs. The Nile will teem with frogs. They will come up to your place and into your bedroom and onto your bed, into the houses of your officials and onto your people, even into your ovens and kneading 
thaw, thaws. I don't know what knitting thaw is. The frogs will go up on you and your people and all your officials. And that's what happened. And that's the origin story of the Muppets. <laughs> that's how they came to be. Yeah. <laughs> I liked um I liked the Prince of Egypt's uh I guess uh interpretation of the plague of frogs is just like a bunch of the people in the palace <laughs> running around with frogs jumping all over them screaming. Booberry brought that up. I, I should have looked that clip up. Let me see. Yeah, yeah Booberry when he found out we were doing a frogs episode brought the Prince of Egypt clip up. Shot try to find that. That is such a good movie. It's got like I don't know, like a few big name actors in it too. It's a good movie. Let's find the Prince of Egypt frogs clip, shall we? Uh, yeah, here we go. For historical context. We do not exactly go how it anywhere. It, uh, God. Disney's got a mo new movie coming out every week that they can't wait to make you watch it, the ad for on YouTube. the locust the locust came after the frogs where's the frogs they just started with the locust in this movie i think it's it's just kind of a montage meteors blood water i don't see any frogs no there's definitely a scene where frogs are jumping all over people Ooh, ooh wait maybe this is it Solid soundtrack in that movie, too. I didn't see a single frog in this thing, and I was looking all over. <clears throat> I know that there's a bunch of frogs jumping all over the place. I could vividly remember this. They're in the palace, and it's like all the royal people running around screaming. They got frogs on their heads. They got frogs all over them. <laughs> and you just see frogs sitting around doing stuff. <laughs> did they kill them like they did in the movie Frogs, just by softly hopping on their bodies when they laid fell down for some reason? No, no, nobody died. They just kind of got hopped on. Like no. the people were just like, they was just like, oh, there's a frog on my head. Why is there all these frogs? <laughs> that actually might have been, yeah, I think that's at the very beginning. I think that montage might have started a little bit into it because at the very beginning of that scene, they go and they see that like the, before the montage starts, they see that the water is turning into blood. Like there's like a whole thing about it turning into blood. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, and then, uh, then I think the frogs happens right at the beginning of the of the montage. I must have that they, just banging must, soundtrack. It must not have been included in the Fandango movie clip on YouTube. Um, oh, so uh, can't here, trust Fandango. Here's, yeah. Dang, it's got dang in the name. Uh, so this is from HowStuffWorks.com. Can it really rain frogs? And uh, I'll put that in the show notes. But the short answer is yes. <laughs> Uh, frog rain causes uh, flight of the amphibians. Uh, frogs can weigh as little as a few ounces. The heavier ones uh, can even be swept into tornadoes. So if there's a hurricane or a tornado, the frogs will get f lifted up in the air and then rain down by sometimes the thousands on a small town. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's it's kind of interesting and possibly an explanation for what happened in Egypt, kind of like Sodom and Gomorrah could have been a meteor strike. But since there was warning ahead of time, that probably means a higher power was involved either way, depending on what you believe on all that. But mm -hmm. I do have a c clip of Kermit the Frog just for brevity. This is uh, from uh, a recent episode of the other podcast I do with Spencer, Gloof, and Booberry. 
This is uh, Kermit the Frog clip from Misinformed Nation. Yeah, a sad, knowledgeable, wise old Gandalf-like Kermit the Frog. Uh, this is 1-4. This is the 1-4, yeah. In any case, the reason that Michaela and I do this, in, in large part, is because, well, we're curious. We wanted to see how it would go, but yeah, I, we also, we're also seeing if we enjoy it. And I'm happy to be here doing something like this with her. It's a real privilege. I goes back yeah. to, you know, having children. I always... I don't even have a joke. I don't even have a joke right now. I suppose, too, this has been enhanced by my ill health in recent years, but... I always feel that it's a privilege to spend time with my children. <laughs> and I have some cool. sense of how fast He's time goes. Comment. You know, I've always had a very acute sense of the finitude of existence. And so, and this is a good hint for people who have children, but with regards to your family members at all, is don't take it for granted. You know, every second you get that isn't painful, <laughs> you should cherish yeah. God. A maudlin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you came up with a joke. That's good. <laughs> oh. Uh, it's a real sweet episode. Actually, anyone that wants to listen to it should go check it out because it is good. So that was uh, Kermit the Frog. Kermit the Frog here. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry, that was Jordan Peterson. But, you know, potato, potato. Pretty uh, much the same person. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they both have a lot of wise things to say. Um, so just, yeah, wrapping up on frogs falling from the sky. We don't have to go through this whole clip, but uh, just, you know, just a little insight into that. SciShow is supported by Brilliant.org. You probably heard the phrase, it's raining cats and dogs outside. And you probably also know better than to take that literally. But sometimes animals probably. do fall from the sky. There have been rare but regular reports of this phenomenon going all the way back to ancient Rome. Sure, some of the historical accounts are probably exaggerated, but there are enough well-documented cases in this century that we know that animal rain is definitely a thing. And meteorologists think they know why. Well, mostly. If you read Pliny the Elder's stories of frogs and fish falling from the heavens, you might be understandably skeptical. But in 2005, thousands of frogs rained down on a small town in Serbia. Then in 2009, clouds of tadpoles fell in Japan. And in 2010, small fish that were very much still alive pelted a town in Australia's Northern Territory for several days. That yeah, we don't care about fish, but the frogs, that, re that really happens. So. Yeah, I was actually reading some, uh, I read some stuff about that, and that's actually happened a lot. There's mm -hmm. like at least about a dozen reports of frogs raining. So yeah. I just think that's really cool. I would love to see that. I would love to walk outside and just get smacked in the face by a frog, and then it's just like, <laughs> where'd this frog come from? What the and hell? It's just like, <laughs> what the hell is even that? What the hell is even that? <laughs> what <laughs> darnation? <laughs> there's just puddles of frogs around, you know? They're just riveting. They're on their backs, just riveting. Just like, how did I get here? Um, so, yeah, the... Uh, hey, what's the cause? Usually it's a hurricane or a tornado. Okay. I was going to say tornado. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, because they're, they're so lightweight, they can just get swept up by the thousands and tossed into a random spot and from the air. frogs are also notorious for living in trailers. So when the tornadoes come through, they just get picked right up, and the whole like little frog trailer just goes flying. <laughs> uh, that's it. That, yeah, okay, that leads perfectly into this... Uh, Phenomenon. This is uh, live footage uh, from the, I think, late 90s of frogs in a little swamp outside of a bar. Bush. Bush. 
Super Bowl commercial of three Budweiser commercial of three frogs sitting there. Budweiser. Man, <laughs> 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 uh, you now that now, okay, I take it back. Uh, seeing frogs rain would be cool, but if I went outside and I saw three frogs just chugging Budweiser, just sitting on a log, <laughs> chugging Budweiser outside, that would probably be the best day of my life. I'd yeah. go out there, I'd crack open a cold one with them, and oh, I'd just hang yeah. out there. Yeah, that'd be great. But whoever uh, like produced that uh, commercial and wrote the script should be they should be fired. I mean, probably like you know drawn and quartered. I mean, that's just retarded <laughs> advertisement. Budweiser. They, they never actually Bud. even like, say Budweiser in a commercial. It's just three Let's frogs. Do three frogs. Budweiser. And then <laughs> they paid. And then they paid millions of dollars to have that played during the Super Bowl. So this this will get people to drink. <laughs> I bet it did too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like the commercial. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, but yeah, there's also like popular frogs are huge in popular culture, going back to the Bible, pre-Bible, and Wait, obviously popular Bud, frogs beer are huge commercials. In popular culture. Yeah, beer commercials. But we also got video games. I mean, one of the most famous video games of all time. Tetris. This is the new Frogger home video game. Ribbit. It's just like the arcade game. Very lifelike. Ribbit. See, you have to hop Frogger past these cars and trucks. Ha, missed. Ribbit. Past the snakes, onto the logs, oh, and the alligators in the river. Ribbit, ribbit. And back home to his lily pad. Whew. Frogger is absolutely riveting. The new Frogger home video game. Bring it back to your pad. Sega's arcade game. Now a home video game from Parker Brothers. The ones to beat. Why did the frog cross the road? We've rebuilt one of the greatest video game heroes of all time, and now he's back. One of the greatest video game heroes of all time. All time. It's like this frog gets run over by a truck in this commercial, and then they have a bunch of doctors wheeling this smashed flat frog into a hospital. And then they rebuild them for the new Frogger game for the PlayStation or whatever. Now, like back. <laughs> Frogger on CD-ROM. The classic arcade game is back and better than ever with more graphics, more worlds, more enemies, more superpowers, and it's more addictive than ever. The hardest part is turning it off. Frogger on CD-ROM for PC and PlayStation game console. Revived, rebuilt, and ready to hop. Hey, buddy. You okay? No matter how dangerous the adventure. No matter, they're constantly taking Frogger, this frog that gets run over into the hospital in all these commercials. Even like they did it in the, like the 80s and then they did it in the 90s. They did it in the early 2000s. It's like a bunch of doctors rolling the frog into the hospital. It's like, oh, he got run over, but he's, he's coming back. No matter how dangerous the adventure. for ER right now. No matter how villainous the villain. You'll be okay, sir. You're back at the ER. He'll risk it all. Because he's back in Frogger 2, Swampy's Revenge, an all-new oh Hoppin' Adventure with more mayhem, Swampy's obstacles, and villains than ever before. No. Rated E for uh, everyone. Frogger 2 for PlayStation game consoles, Sega Dreamcast, and Wii I think we lost him. 
Why would you end a new commercial? That, that totally by like, sounded like it was going to be like a live action '80s movie about Frogger, like oh, like a failed awesome. like B oh. movie, like, like the Mario oh Brother, God. like the the Mario Brothers movie, but with Frogger. That'd be <laughs> yes. Yes. They uh, have a dude that's just in a frog costume the whole time, and he's oh, Frogger. Fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Gotta revive him. <laughs> he's just gonna run over him. <laughs> just constantly runs out into traffic and gets run over the whole movie. <laughs> that's the whole movie. He's always trying to stop the fight crime, but he keeps getting hit by cars. <laughs> it's the crime way. The crime's always across the street, and so he's got to run across the street to get to the crime to fight. Stop right But he there. never makes I'm it. Agent, special agent Frogger. Put your hands up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> special agent Frogger. <laughs> we, uh, so, uh, Boobie put in the chat uh, Kermit the Frog talking about the symbolism of frogs. You guys want to listen to a couple minutes of this? Let's do it. Sure. The plagues that that Moses called down on the Pharaoh. And of course, one of the plagues was a plague of frogs. Yeah. And so, okay. So the, the frog, the frog is, is, is a, is a perfect liminal character because the frog, I think you tweeted about this as, as well. The, the, the frog lives both in water and on land. And so it's like a, it has a monstrous characteristic that, that it can cross. Oh, it's a, one of those things that crosses over between, between what the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> Recorded with a snitch potato. that Harry yeah. Potter chases in in the Quidditch games in Harry Potter, and it's funny because inside Harry the Potter. snitch is actually part of Voldemort's soul, right? So, and so that's part of the soul of evil that's inside the golden ball, and and the golden ball in Harry Potter has wings, which makes it a round chaos. Technically speaking, it's an alchemical symbol, and the round chaos is a a mercurial symbol. And the spirit Mercury is an emissary of the gods. And so the, the gods are speaking to you when any, when anything flickers in front of you and captures your attention. Mm -hmm. And in the Quidditch game, the person who follows what captures his attention is the seeker and also the person who wins not so much the game, but the metagame. What's important, I think, in this story is that the ball is the most important thing. Right. Uh -huh, right. So, that's so, why it's so, golden. It's like that's why it's golden. So, so for her, it's the idea that it is the most important thing. Yeah. So she drops this ball in the in the water. It gets it gets lost. So she loses the most important thing. It falls into chaos. Right. So that's so, the death of God for yeah, all so intents and purposes. Or, or just the idea of yeah, or just the idea of of, of the loss of innocence, or you know whatever whatever you you think about it in in, in terms of the loss of the most important thing. And so this frog appears and says, you know, I can go get your ball if you if you if if you promise something for me. And so the promise is that she will bring the frog with her into her castle, let the frog eat with her, and then let the frog sleep in her bed. Okay, right. so uh, we've got those two things, food and, and sex, we talked about that before as well. So she, so the frog goes down into the water and then brings up the most so important thing. Ordinary and things. the princess is forced to accept this frog in her. She doesn't and want to, like she's very annoyed that she has to, 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 to let the frog into like her house. In the water. <laughs> he kept saying More into hers, and I'm thinking, what? Sky. And then he's finally said into her house, but yeah, wow. Yeah, I'll put that in the show notes too. That's a Jordan Peterson on the symbolism of frogs, and of course we got Pepe the Frog. Fletcher brings up in the chat Battle Toads. Forgot about Battle Toads. That's a good one. Oh yeah, Battle Toads. I mean this, that Jordan Peterson clip about like you know symbolism of frogs is like half about like symbolism of Harry Potter too. 
So just in case you're all so interested in Harry Potter symbolism. <laughs> now I'm going to do a three-part series Harry, about Harry how was... God and the Harry Potter series are deeply intertwined. <laughs> Harry Potter, the famous frog. Yeah. <laughs> he was a frog the whole time. I was time. expecting that clip to end with like him talking about like the Harry Potter symbolism and being like, yes, and the way this wraps back around to frogs is that I am Kermit the Frog. Like, I mean, just talking about you know Harry Potter. <laughs> oh God. Um. Okay, so uh, there also was big old frogs that were big and old. You know, it's seventy million years ago, and you did you guys know that? <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> Whoa! Well, wait, everything's different. It looks like it's seventy million years ago all of a sudden. I forget what happened. <laughs> I forgot to tell you guys that it's actually 70 million years ago. Wow. It's 70 million uh, years ago, and you are in northwestern Madagascar. The climate is... You're, you're in northwestern Madagascar, too. I thought it looked different all of a sudden. There's lemurs everywhere. There's Chris Rock as a zebra. It's 70 million years ago, and you are in northwestern Madagascar. The climate is subtropical and very seasonal, with long periods of drought broken up by stretches of heavy rain. Rivers dry up, leaving only ephemeral pools behind. It's a hard place to live for you and even your average amphibian. But this place is home to one hell of a weird frog. Paleontologists call it Beelzebufo, the so-called devil frog. And it may have been the largest frog that ever lived. Beelzebufo thrived in this environment, possibly because of adaptations that it had in common with some modern frogs that still live in these kinds of habitats. For one thing, its proportions were just weird, because it had a disproportionately big head and a really wide mouth. And it probably had an incredibly powerful bite, making it a serious predator for smaller animals. It also had these flanges of bone on the back corners of its skull that were so big that they may have overlapped with its shoulder blades and even affected the movement of its arms. Now, the thing is, there are frogs around today that look a lot like this, with big bumpy skulls and huge mouths. Ugh. And you want to know what they're called? Because it's really awesome. When scientists are trying to be all serious about them, really they awesome. refer to these modern frogs as ceratophryids. But they're more commonly known as, wait for it, Pac-Man frogs. And phylogenetic studies group no. Beelzebufo with oh, modern wow. Pac-Man frogs. Frogs. And phylogenetic studies group Beelzebufo with modern Pac-Man frogs. But here's the problem. Pac-Man frogs only live in South America, and Beelzebufo is only known from Madagascar around 70 million years ago. And Madagascar and South America haven't been connected for like 115 million years. That sounds very scientific. For like a hundred and... <laughs> it's like a hundred million years yeah, ago. 150, 200, 300, 75, 75, 75, 75, 75. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> for, it's, so long ago that there's wrong. no way to tell if I'm right or wrong. Right, yeah. Fact check this, asshole. So, so, I mean, around uh, million. Sorry, go ahead. No. I mean, I feel like you could, like, over the course of millions and millions of years, it's kind of like a slap in the face to say that, like, these frogs couldn't travel from Madagascar to South America somehow. Like, I mean, millions of years is a long time. That's totally yeah. possible. Yeah, they could have fashioned a raft out of a bunch of scorpions and then yeah. rode them over. <laughs> or raft out of their frog skin. Or the other frogs that got killed by scorpions. You know, it's like enough frogs get out there in the middle of the water, get stung by scorpions, and then they just hop on their corpses over to wherever they want to go. Yeah, I mean, they the turn the frogs into lilies. And this guy's really disrespectful. Uh, wow. Yeah. Uh. Beelzebufo is only known from Madagascar. Also, Beelzebufo is just a retarded name. 
It's oh, well, stupid. I, I, man, that's the kind of if, like if I was ever in the position to name something, I would do that. I would do that kind of thing in a heartbeat. Bill's a buffo. Uh, uh, geez, I can't think of another good one. Something with like ribbit. <laughs> I just discovered a new species of toad. I call it bleep bloop. bloop, bloop, bloop. <laughs> I, I call it the big old toad. <laughs> big and old is in all caps too. I, like I forever name, when it's I written. named this clip "Big Old Frog" because it's big and old. <laughs> big old frog. Big old frog. Beelzebufo is only known from Madagascar around seventy million years ago, and Madagascar and South America haven't been connected for like one hundred and fifteen million years. Well, so if these frogs are related, paleontologists have to explain how they ended up in totally separate places and figure out where and when their ancestors lived. And if it turns out that they aren't related, then why do they look so similar? Untangling the origins of Beelzebufo, the giant frog that lived alongside the dinosaurs, turns out to be one of the most bedeviling problems in the history of amphibians. That's super interesting. I like how he said, be, I like how he said bedeviling problems yeah, in Beelzebufo. That <laughs> I, thought that was, I thought that was unique and creative. Did you He's guys think that jokes. was a really, really good clip? Yeah, me neither. I was just being polite, but thanks for letting me off the hook. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. Any any, you guys got any frog stuff we need to talk about? Also, they they draw little horns. (laughs) (laughs) Do they draw little horns on Beelzebufo? No, he had a little pitchfork. He had natural horns, uh, but they're oh, that's it. But they weren't big horns. They were just kind of like points at the end of his head. Uh. Did he have a little natural pitchfork? Little, <laughs> little little demon frog buddies hopping around. I think it was the devil frog was the proper scientific term. Little little devil tail, you know, <laughs> little tail with the triangle on the end of it. He's just hanging out. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> but he's the frog, so he's like going. <laughs> <laughs> he, he always gives you bad advice. He tells you to do the naughty thing. <laughs> yeah, take that scorpion across the lake. Why don't you do something evil? <laughs> Why don't you do something evil? I'm sure no one will be Bud the Wiser. I'm a <laughs> That was good. Well, that was really, I like that. Oh, God. Give yourself a rib shot for that one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was solid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could, Except that I, it didn't make any sense. But yeah, you know, the, the Bud no Wiser will be call Bud, Bud the Wiser. It was Bud no, Wiser call I see the, Oh, wait. Well, I guess none. I see. Yeah, I like none the wiser. They'd call back to the Budweiser frogs that they yeah. spent $10 million on to get people at the Super Bowl to watch a bunch of fake frogs say Budweiser for 30 seconds. The reason we don't have like a lot of fans is because of the sophistication of our humor. Yeah. It's too high brow, man. It's like we're way just, up there. It's smart. really hard to attain. Too smart this for level. this market. <laughs> we'll try to dumb it down a little bit uh, for the plebs out uh, there. Yeah, let's. Uh, that well, yeah, we can get into the uh, one of my favorite types of frogs right here. John Oliver. We're going to talk about the media, specifically one increasingly influential member of it, Alex Jones, the Walter Cronkite of shrieking batshit gorilla clowns. And I know you may be thinking, there is nothing more I need to know about Alex Jones, because you've probably seen crazy clips like this. What do you think tap water is? It's a gay bomb, baby. 
And I'm not saying people didn't naturally have homosexual feelings. I'm not even getting into it. You think I am like, oh, shocked by it, so I'm up here bashing it because I don't like gay people. I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay. <laughs> Do you understand that? <laughs> wow. If he is that upset about a government conspiracy that is not happening, just imagine how upset he's going to be when he finds out about one that actually is. Like the fact that the government is turning raccoons bilingual. Oh, that's right. They're all fluent in French now, and they will be working that into conversation. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was such a shitty joke. Yeah. <laughs> I like the... Jo Man, I don't know what you're talking about. I think John Oliver is a comedic genius and... Uh, Probably the most important person on Earth today. No. <laughs> uh, I got... Just no. Well, yeah. yeah, John Oliver, yeah, that, that was not a great opening bit there. He could have done better. And he spends the next half hour not, at, not addressing any of Alex Jones' arguments and rather attacking his uh, supplement sales. I'm going to go to break. I'm going to come back. Okay, we're back from break here. I was eating jalapenos during the break. <laughs> uh, the, this is uh, this another... sound great. Yeah. I like what Cretchit on OPDM always asks, like, is it, is it regular jalapenos he's eating, like raw? Or is he eating, like, jalapeno poppers? Or is he eating, like, stuffed jalapenos? No, clearly stuffed jalapenos are jalapeno poppers. <laughs> no, he's, he's not eating raw. raw. He's got a no. plant. He's got a jalapeno pepper plant under the he's desk like, in there. He just picks one off, <laughs> eats its stem and all. And during the, during the break. It's a race the during takes, the break. He takes breaks during all of his interviews and just goes in. Yeah. <laughs> he just bends under the table and just, oh, 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 oh. And it's a race each time to see how many jalapenos he can eat before they come back. <laughs> on, the, on the last episode of OBDM, they had that clip about Jones like, as Cretchen was like, "Ask the noise Alex Jones goes when he's headed to the bathroom after eating jalapenos and whiskey all day." Yeah. Okay. So this is this is your clip. Going back into the gay frogs, this is uh, Nature, PBS. Oh, yeah. Public Broadcasting System. Space, the final frontier. If an entire class of animals that's been around for millions and millions of years is rapidly declining and potentially going extinct, we really need to think about what we've done and if our advances will eventually harm us all. I really like the science. Phil. Yeah. I like solving the puzzle. I like the CSI. I also like frogs, and so I also feel a real drive to, to help understand how pesticides and other chemicals are affecting amphibian populations. Hayes and his students have been looking for clues in the Salinas Valley. 50% of the U.S.'s agricultural products come out of California. Something like 85% of the country's lettuce comes out of Salinas, 90% of the almonds. It's called the salad bowl of America. California uses more pesticides than any other state. The second biggest is Florida. Things like chlorpicrin is used out here on the strawberries. Chlorpicrin is a nerve gas. These are guys who are applying it, they're out there picking it. Methyl bromide is a fuming it, something they pump into the soil. Um, what are some of the other big ones, you guys? Diazinol. This will all end up in the river that we're working in here. 
it might look like we're out in a bush somewhere, but 15 feet on either side, we're surrounded by agriculture and the runoff ends up in this river. All of the algae is a result of all the nutrients because a lot of fertilizers are used in agriculture. And once those fertilizers get into the water, you get these blooms of algae. I wouldn't say it's a sign of a healthy river. This is a site where we typically find compromised immune systems, tadpoles that are able to fight off disease. Our data so far suggests that the mixture of pesticides causes an increase in stress hormones, and those stress hormones cause immunosuppression, which leads to the inability to respond to any kind of disease pathogen. You son of a piece of garbage! I hate you! While investigating chemical runoff, Hayes stumbled on another culprit. I love you guys. We started going to Salinas River looking for the native red-legged frog, and it turns out that it has been completely replaced on the river by bullfrogs. This invasive bullfrog itself is one of the causes for decline in many of these areas. And so we're studying them in areas where they're not doing well to try to understand what may be driving some of the native species to extinction. Entrepreneurs transported bullfrogs from the East Coast, hoping to farm them for food. Instead, they unleashed a carnivore that has decimated California's native frogs. It seems that even the tough bullfrog isn't doing so well with the toxins in this water. Back at Berkeley, Hayes is studying another non-native. African clawed frogs were once used in human pregnancy tests. I think I just figured it out. I think the, uh, the atrazine in the water is turning the frogs into alcoholics. <laughs> but when they became obsolete, many were discarded. These were collected from streams around California. We're removing an invasive frog, and we're studying them to try to understand declining amphibians. Hayes is testing the effects of chemicals like atrazine, a common herbicide. We have a whole family of animals where we've eliminated the female chromosome. Specimen 01. These animals that we know are genetic males have been exposed to atrazine for their entire life. And many of these genetic males now are turning into females. You can see he's got eggs that kind I of like the dude's earrings that's the size of yoked eggs ready to be made. Yeah, the dude, uh, Tyrone Hayes, the doctor that's been talking the whole time who headed up this whole thing. This mm-hmm. dude is fly as heck, man. This yeah. dude just dresses, man. Yeah. He's got it going on. He's a baller. Oh, oh yeah. <clears throat> Real quick, though. And I pointed this out to you last night when we were talking All about right, it. Better be say quick. it again. Yeah. I hear, here we go. When <laughs> Alex Jones is saying that they're turning the frogs gay, that's not actually what's happening. What's happening is this atrazine mixed with the other chemicals is actually turning genetic males into genetic females that can have mm-hmm. viable eggs. Mm-hmm. So they're not actually gay. They're actually completely transitioned right. from one gender to the other. Successful which is trains. just wild. Like, not even, yeah, like 100%, like, biologically transformed into a female frog that can lay eggs and have tadpoles. Well, we learned in Jurassic Park that frogs could already do that. <laughs> what? What? Oh, Mr. DNA, where did you come from? From your blood. Just one drop of your blood contains billions of strands of DNA, the building blocks of life. <laughs> DNA strand, like me, is a blueprint for building a living thing. And sometimes animals that went extinct millions of years ago, like dinosaurs, left their blueprints behind for us to find. 
We just had to know where to look. A hundred million years ago, there were mosquitoes, just like today. And just like today, they fed on the blood of animals, even dinosaurs. Sometimes, after biting a dinosaur, the mosquito would land on the branch of a tree and get stuck in the sap. After a long time, the tree sap would get hard and become fossilized, just like a dinosaur bone, preserving the mosquito inside. This fossilized tree sap, which we call amber, waited for millions of years with the mosquito inside until Jurassic Park scientists came along. Using sophisticated techniques, they extract the preserved blood from the mosquito and, bingo, dino DNA. A full DNA strain contains three billion genetic codes. If we looked at screens like these once a second for eight hours a day, it'd take two years to look at the entire DNA strain. It's that long. Since it's so old, it's full of holes. Now that's where our geneticists take over. Thinking machine supercomputers and gene sequencers break down the strand in minutes. And virtual reality displays show our geneticists the gaps in the DNA sequence. We use the complete DNA of a frog to fill in the holes and complete the code. And now we can make a baby dinosaur. So according to Jurassic Park, Frogs could already switch genders, but I'm sure Alex Jones thinks that's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Uh, but it's if, even if frog, even if Jurassic Park is right, that the frogs could already switch genders. The atrazine is clearly, I'm sure you would agree, Caleb, causing that to happen at a much more intense rate to the point where it's hurting the species' uh, uh, survivability. Yeah, um, it happens. The atrazine affects it when they're tadpoles, and it stresses the hormones in order to basically have them turn out as one gender over the other. And for some reason, it seems like at least where they were studying in the video, um, it was causing more genetic females or more genetic males to turn into females than the other way around. <clears throat> yeah, there's a lot of fit frogs humping in the video. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of frog humping in that video, like gratuitous amounts of frog humping. <laughs> it's very strange. Very strange how much they focus on it towards the end of that video. Yeah, I I, um, I still got a couple minutes left, but... Yeah. Well, nature docs in general just love to show clips of animals fucking. <laughs> it's strange wilderness <laughs> where the lion starts fucking the, the female one. Oh, yeah, slice me up a piece of that. Serve it up hot. <laughs> See, what I, I, I'm wondering if the scientist, what'd you say his name was? Uh, Tyrone Hayes. Tyrone Hayes. Has he done a study of what happens when they feed the frogs McDonald's? Does that turn them gay too? Chicken. (laughs) I don't think they force fed any frogs chicken McNuggets yet, but I think that's coming. I think they're just waiting on the funds to show up. Chicken McNuggets. Hell yeah. (laughs) They they just put a Big Mac in a pond and see what happens. (laughs) Man, fuck Jeff Goldblum, man. Uh, 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 That's what uh, I said. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Family of animals where we've eliminated the female chromosome. Specimen 01. These animals that we know are genetic males have been exposed to atrazine for their entire life. And many of these genetic males now are turning into females. You can see he's got eggs that kind of look like they're in a sack. These are actually yolked eggs ready to be. Maybe those are his balls. <laughs> <laughs> life. 
and it's disgusting the way this now, looks like because they're like gross. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the <clears throat> once the atrazine really takes effect, it like really like causes them to start growing these eggs and everything. It's just nasty looking. It's like hanging off. It does. It kind of looks like it's like really mutated balls just hanging off these frogs. It's nasty. I was eating jalapenos during the break. <laughs> how many? <laughs> just I want to know how many, Alex. <laughs> Oh, ladies and gentlemen, these frogs, these frog ball sacks, we, got, we basically live in the year 2074. <laughs> you can see he's got eggs that kind of look like they're in a sack. These are actually yoked eggs ready to be laid. What's happening is you're skewing sex ratios. You can get genetic bottlenecking, which can cause crashes. And quite frankly, if you're a genetic male, it'd be nice if you developed as a genetic male. And now we have a chemical very common in the environment that's effectively sex reversing animals. And maybe people question mark. Yeah, you're right. There's a lot of frog humping going on in this video. Yeah, like the rest. They don't really hump. They just sit on top of each other. Yeah, you just kind of see them. Like every now and again, you can see them move a little bit. Yeah, slight pelvic thrust once every 45 seconds. Yeah, I think they say it. Yeah, I think they say it in the video. But they said some of these frogs will hump. For like ten straight hours or something. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, just <laughs> going at it. Yeah, it's just 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 humping ten yeah. hours a day. Yeah, it's like a big old cardio. frog. Big old frog He's gonna orgy. Be ripped, I love you man. guys. He's gonna have a six pack. He's gonna have a twelve pack. He's gonna have twelve pack on top of his twelve pack. All that humping. Ooh. Just going at it. Deep V. The the uh the the frogs that. Trent, they probably like it. Probably affects their penis size too, though. Because you got a one-inch pecker. So like, I guess so. I guess we should, people should fuck like frogs instead of fucking like rabbits, right? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you make like a frog and fuck me? <laughs> I think after, I think after ten hours of that, you get pretty chafed. You know, I don't know how long you'd be able to keep that up. Well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I guess a frog's skin constantly produces lube. So yeah, they got mucus coming out of their advantage. whole body. Yeah, <laughs> natural lube. <laughs> thinking, I was just thinking, imagining what it would what would happen if if uh, Alex was you know he's there's all the memes of him going out to the forest on Pride Month to protect the last uh, straight frogs or whatever. <laughs> thinking of, like, what would happen if Alex ran into the Budweiser frogs? What drives me crazy not, is you're hating me right now no, I love because you. you're not drinking. Maybe that's where the Budweiser frogs came from. Alex got him a hammer. As the female, we affectionately refer to as Darnell. He's a genetic male that not only acts like a female, he lays eggs like a female. He, she, has been exposed to atrazine. All of her, his, her life. I, I don't even really know how to reference it. This, this, guy's, this guy's a bigot, man. Oh, what? He needs to figure oh. out his pronoun situation. This is just, oh, this is just so confusing. <laughs> he, I, she? Don't, I don't know. I don't know how to reference it. Well, but see, in this he, situation. She? It's a he, this, he, she? <laughs> <laughs> in this situation, this is actually correct because it has all of the actual biological parts. So there's not really a good way to, to reference it because all of those. I think we those, call that a hermaphrodite. 
Well, yeah, it's a hermaphroditic mm-hmm. frog, but it's like it's been caused and it has. But usually with hermaphrodites, at least in, um, from what I understand, anyways, not a not an expert on this, but what I understand, usually when people are hermaphroditic, one of the biological parts that they have does not work or sometimes both of them don't function properly. In this case, both mm-hmm. um, biological gender parts are functioning pretty much like they're supposed to, like they're able to have eggs but also still has the genetic male parts. So it's just really weird that this chemical is able to do this. That is really odd. Yeah. I yeah, know maybe Michelle Obama who, like, might be a man. I don't know. <laughs> Jeez. I, I, I know a guy who knows a guy who had two dicks. Uh, he was, <laughs> born, he was born with double, <laughs> double penises, and you know, they, they both were, operated independently of each they other. They were talking about this on a dog story. The two-dicked man. And they pulled up. I didn't see it, but they pulled up a picture between the Fletcher oh, and Carolyn really? did. Yeah, not so. Really, there's a lot of. Apparently, there's a lot of people out there who are actually born with two penises or two vaginas or whatever. Nice. Wow. Yeah, it happens. Well, I what do you, I don't. I think you should be careful what you call those people. Oh, by the way, I don't think they like being called fags anymore. I think nowadays they prefer homos. Looks like a female. He, she has been exposed to atrazine all of her, his, her life. I, I don't even really know how to reference it. This is Darnell, third So Darnell has sons and daughters that we've grown up. You can see eggs in the bottom. This is actually her second clutch for today. He, clutch, she I like that. has clutch. been copulating for getting close to 24 hours now. This is probably one of the most remarkable things I've seen in, in, in my work. Oh, did I you catch that right there? He said they've been copying for close to 24 hours. <laughs> I guess if you're going to have all those eggs, do, do you, is it one thrust for every egg? Because I'm looking at a couple hundred eggs probably in this video. I, I absolutely don't think that's how it works. <laughs> However, I don't know because I am not a frog expert. But I think uh, these frogs think come so. a lot. They just you got to get it all out. You know. Well, takes, Joe Biden did time. say come. So is he a frog? Is he actually a frog? Is he several frogs stacked on top of each other? <laughs> He's just a, like the like the, like you know the three ducks in a suit to look like a man. It's just like that, but with frogs with Biden. <laughs> just a bunch of frogs, <laughs> like twenty frogs. Joe Biden, are you actually a twenty five frogs in a human's bodysuit? We choose truth over facts. Well, that didn't answer my question. I'm very excited about the science and trying to understand the mechanism. But on the other hand, I am worried. This is the most common contaminant in ground and surface water and drinking water. And the level of atrazine that it took to make this male turn into a female is three times less than what's allowed in our drinking water. Ding, ding, ding. I really think that the global amphibian decline is telling us something about human health. The toxins in our waters are reaching well beyond frogs. Reproductive abnormalities have been reported in everything from alligators to polar bears to humans. It's not just a problem with frogs we should be concerned about. The water that's causing their problems is the same water that we're drinking and using to water our crops. Frog or human, we all breathe the same air and drink the same water. For their sake and ours, experts agree we have to take action, and there's no time to lose. I was just gonna say because, like, we don't all do the frogs drink Dasani. 
<laughs> like we all it's, drink the same water like what the fuck is this no we don't well I they buy put Fiji fluoride water. in bottled yeah. water i'm sure yeah. atrazine's runoff is probably in it too but you know if the atrazine uh doesn't get you they'll just come to your house they can't wait to send the police to your house to chop your testicles off <laughs> well really what it is is like if you drink any water and you can look at dasani you can look at aquafina you can look at any bottled water and it'll tell you where it came from and it almost always except for like fiji water or the really expensive specific waters it comes from a municipality it'll say municipality of wherever and that municipality is just city water for whatever area that is and all of this runoff gets into the same water and so uh, when you have pesticides and herbicides and stuff that you use, there is no way to avoid it getting into the water supply because all of it will drain off into whatever body of water is. And eventually it'll get into the main water supply. So every time that they put chemicals down, it's getting into the water supply. You can filter it out as much as you want. You can do all kinds of stuff, stuff to it, but eventually you're going to get some of it. There's just no way to get rid of all of it. Uh, buy some water uh, filters, buy some vitamins, buy some minerals. <laughs> That's all you can do. <laughs> well, people are stupid, man. I wish uh, I wish they hadn't done that. Uh, so, yeah. Well, mm. I mean, if you didn't have the pesticides, <laughs> you wouldn't have food. Or the pesticides and herbicides, well, you would not have as much availability for food. So, oh, and what's crazy about atrazine is, and I looked for a while to try to find, like, uh <clears throat> Like a debunking story or anything to show that what we just listened to, the the study that Tyrone Hayes did, I believe it was in 2010 is when that study happened, that there was something falsified about it, that there was anything about it that was um, like misrepresented in order to make it look worse than it was. And I couldn't find anything. There was two, except for two things. There was one story from the NPR where they just said that the atrazine and then they tied it in with Alex Jones. It was like, oh, this is a story that. And they didn't deny any of it. They just said it was tied in with Alex Jones saying that the frogs were gay. And the only other thing I could find was from a company called Syngenta, who is the maker of Atrazine, who claimed that Tyrone Hayes was defaming them by putting out this study. Everything else supported what he found. Nothing disproved <laughs> what he found. It was all saying like, yeah, this atrazine, this it's doing what he said it's doing. We can't find any other explanation. These pesticides are bad. They're getting in the water. And the only <laughs> regulation that atrazine has, and I mean, you could just look on Amazon right now and buy a jug of atrazine if you want, but you have awesome. to have a you have to have a pesticide applicator's license in most states to use atrazine. And I'm going to tell you right now, because I could go get my license right now if I wanted to. In North Carolina, it's different in each state. But in North Carolina, you buy two manuals that you read over and then you give the state $50. You take a test and boom, you got your license. You can spray all but one chemical. You can purchase and apply all but one chemical with that license. I forget what the chemical is. It's like... um um. It's similar to uh, what was that stuff they were spraying and uh, the D DDT. It's similar to DDT, and that is the only chemical you can't. You have to have another license in order to purchase that, and that's really hard to get. But the general pesticide applicator's license is not difficult to attain. You could probably, with uh, two weeks of getting the manuals, you could be ready to take that test. Go spend the 50 or $75 to get the license, and then you can just just spray and spray and spray and spray and spray. 
Like there's get really all the actors no in you want. You, you heard it here. It. You heard it here, <laughs> gay men who have straight friends that they really want to fuck. Gonna <laughs> gotta take that pesticide test and get some atrazine and slowly poison your friend and turn him turn him gay. <laughs> Just show up at their house every day. Just dose him. Dose him every single day. <laughs> oh my god. It's like, hey man, I'm here I'm, I'm here with your bar. daily coffee. <laughs> I think that would kill him. <laughs> he just put it straight to a liquid he was going to drink. So you'd have yeah. to, like, spray him. You'd have to, like, spray him, like, his feet or, like, spray him anywhere other than his face. So he's just kind of inhaling it all day. Just do, do his laundry instead of detergent. Use atrazine. And then just... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what? He would be completely free of pests, though. He would have no bugs. He would have no funguses. He would be... He would be then he'd grow a pussy. He would eventually grow. He'd be so fertile that he would just grow a pussy. It's like in a, when they they uh, Stan goes vegetarian in that veal episode of South Park. It's like the doctor's like, uh, "There's nothing I can do for him. He's developed eight small vaginas in his stomach." <laughs> he said, "Was it vaginitis? Vaginitis? You gotta." Uh, well, you get the atrazine out of your water. You look at yourself in the mirror. You'll be I right. want you to look at yourself in the mirror right now, because this is the last time you're going to be looking this gay in your whole life. For anyone this who's listening, gay in your whole life. <laughs> I don't think. I think nowadays they prefer homos. Uh, if any, for anybody who's, I don't recommend this, but it is. Flesher did post this in the show notes. If you want to see the double-dicked dude, I just had the pleasure of looking at that. He's got two eight-inch cocks. Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah, so he's like overly endowed. <laughs> he he should so chop one of, of them off and just it, and <laughs> surgically combine them to have a sixteen incher. <laughs> <laughs> and he would know exactly how far he was in too, because he knows that they're both eight. So it's like, oh, I can just still see the head of the first one. So, <laughs> you know, it's like I'm only about six inches in. I got, yeah. I got, I got ten more to go here, baby girl. <laughs> Get ready. <laughs> Damn, yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? Open up your mouth. I guess like it would be, it would add like a whole, you'd need like four women to really give you a proper blowjob at that point because you got to have one on the dick and one on the balls already. You know, you'd have to have four because you got two dicks and wait, does I, I didn't look at close enough to see if he had four or four balls or two balls. Wait, I got to look at it again. I got to look both, again. Did both wieners no, they have, have a two set balls. of balls? So there's only one, set of, one set of balls. So you need for, three chicks because one chick can have two balls in her mouth, and then the other two chicks each have a, a dick in their mouth. You'd have to really get those. Yeah. Like you'd have to organize that to make sure <laughs> his face was in the right spot. Be, his faces would just be mashed together, just mashed together. Just <laughs> yeah. Just yeah I've, like, seen, just, I've seen faces <laughs> mashed together in that in that fashion on the internet before. So I know it's possible. I'm sure, I'm sure you have, yeah. Chris. <laughs> what's, it, what, what's it like uh, battling with all those lawsuits and like you got another one? You got right? a lot, bro. You what's got you've been you sued, sued by a frog, frog today. You've been sued by a frog. Do you bro. even know this yet? No. Uh, it's surprise, all over the internet. Surprise, motherfucker! Frogs can turn gay and sue people. They got a lot more rights than they used to. Yeah. Like frogs, they really started they really started fighting for their rights a while back, you know, they had little picket signs. LGBTQF. Yeah. <laughs> frogs. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine you're like going to like a support group. It's like, hey, I'm gay. Hey, I'm bisexual. There's just a frog sitting next to you. <laughs> He's like, wait, why is this frog here? Oh, we include frogs now. 
true. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, I've I've heard Alcoholics Anonymous is full of the frogs. Okay, you got oh, sued man. by a frog. It's all over the internet right now. You've been sued by a fucking frog, dude. A conspiracy frog named Pepe. Pepe. You know this motherfucker? Oh, that happened like a year and a half ago. Uh, Read the best part about Alex Jones. 159-page deposition about Pepe the frog. And this is you being sued by a frog. No, no, I know. It's totally insane. Here's what happened. Hillary came out and said that Pepe was a Nazi. She's the one that said he's a Nazi. Pepe. And so the guy. The frog. The frog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the guy that supposedly created it. He could be be a Nazi. I mean, mean, the guy that supposedly created it. uh, In Fury, he lives here in town. He told the Daily Dot and a bunch of other stuff. Use it. It's open, free to use, everything. He sues people if they put it on their website. So we get some art we sell at Infowars.com. A guy goes, I made this poster of symbols of the 2016 election. The frog's like a little bitty thing up here in the corner. He's saying we can't paint that and sell it. Now, they wanted to settle for nothing. They just wanted to say, oh, I settled. BS. I've spent 10 times what they wanted to settle for fighting him, and I'll keep fighting him because I fight every damn one of these BS things. <laughs> they just saw what? the. Sorry, fired me I got sued over Wait. a year and a half ago over this. They just saw the attention the last deposition got. So- Did you say something, kill? Yeah, he's like, he's like, he's like, I've spent ten times what it would have taken to settle. <laughs> yeah, because he's got he's got the money, so he's like, it's the principle. He doesn't want. He, uh, I think is is what he's getting at. He's like, I'd rather spend more money than have the news give me another reason to say I lost a lawsuit. Like, I get it, but it's just like this particular lawsuit, it's not like defaming him or anything. He was just using an image that was uh, somebody else created. Yeah. It's a like Pepe it, meme. Just stop using the Pepe meme. Like, yeah, it's just, I don't know. That's, yeah, that's all he's got to do. You know, he doesn't well, have to using the Pepe meme this. feels good, man. <laughs> so they uh, this like, this this what you do? Now is this the the gay frog that you were talking about? No, this is not the atrazine gay frogs. By the way, you pull up major universities, folks, and I'm not against gay people. The point is, is that atrazine artificially. Uh, it, Alex, I'm sorry. I think nowadays they prefer homos. Uh, demasculates men. It overfeminizes women uh, and causes cancer. <laughs> and where and, is at, that found? Where is the uh, at? at Whatever you're saying, atrazine is basically in all of our tap water. It's in everything. We're just inundated. In it. So, so you believe? Don't that- believe me. Don't believe me. I was covering like ten years ago uh, a Berkeley study and then a South African study and a UT study, going, "Wow, look! Almost all the frogs don't now want females. They want to have sex with males who don't produce eggs, so that frogs are dying." And I said, "It's making the freaking frogs gay." Well, hold on a second. And now what? And then they go. Sorry. And then you no, get sued by a frog. No, no. I want to say and this. Now I'm sued by a frog. To your, uh, you know, I'm going to start blaming atrazine on the fact on the, as the reason why I can't grow a full beard. <laughs> I've it decided. I've decided. I'm pretty sure it's just because I'm German. You know, that's why I can't grow a beard. I'm part German. Hey, well, I, I got I, a pretty nice beard. I saw mm-hmm. uh, there was a, a one German had a pretty good mustache. If you want to probably do that. Mustaches, it, it can happen, but those aren't pure bloods, you know, pure breed Germans. <laughs> you know, it's not pure the breed pure Germans breed German. <laughs> you know, you know, Adolf Hitler, you know, he he gave us a pretty good description of what that, what that looks like. <laughs> uh, I'm not saying it's me, but, you know, it's it's me. And it was also weird. It was nothing what like what Hitler looked like. He had like dark hair and stuff. No, know? no, he just he just knew that he knew the truth. He knew who was superior. <laughs> Point. And this is what uh, I fucking hoped would happen. I hope you would come on the show and we would find 
sim- solid ground to stand on together because we just talked about a study a couple weeks ago where male sexual activity was down. Hold on a second. Apples and oranges, guy. What are you saying? Netflix. What are you Netflix and and Fortnite? Man, what are you saying? But still we're not saying the government puts chemicals in water that is turning people more feminine. Is that well here's the deal and and, and with that there's a lot of plastics you can produce that don't have bisphenol A that's similar to atrazine. Yep. You notice like if you go to Target or wherever now all the stuff's glass because mom's figured it out. Most plastics leach but you can do a different process that it costs the same amount of money. <laughs> they ch- they chose Mom's a plastic to be the unified standard in the West yeah. that causes breast cancer. What's that it causes called? sterility. What's it called? Bisphenol A. Okay. Uh, B A. I, I have a I have a oh, weapon. Atrazine and frogs. You'll get uh, German, uh, Japanese, uh, U.S. universities. By the way, as far as the BPA goes in plastic bottles, I have NPR uh, and even NIH.gov. Saying that, yeah, that the, the uh, mim- it mimics estrogen, these plastics, and causes cancer. The cancer part's probably worse than the mimicking estrogen estrogen part of that. I would say. Oh, absolutely. But I'm just, I'm also saying that I feel like you know, even though they have a few articles and shit like that, like the average person doesn't doesn't spend a lot of time thinking about like the the the, the poisons that might make them gay in plastics. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna drink that bottle of water, but I feel pretty straight today, and I don't well, really want to gay it up. You'll notice, like a lot of the plastics now, most of them will say BPA free because people like it became pretty common knowledge that BPA in plastic is pretty fucking bad for you. Yeah, because right, like what he right. was saying with the leaching is the plastic like breaks down really fast with the BPA, so it leaches into the water and the cancer. I didn't know about the estrogen thing. I just knew that it uh the little particles get into your system and they can cause cancer. <sighs> the yeah. estrogen thing was weird. I didn't understand why that would happen. I mean, well, it's, you know. kind of, it's uh it's the globalist. I have a I have a more basic question, but I'm curious. Basic ass. Um <laughs> just for people who might like not really be into all this information, like why who and why would people come after us as just people living life to attack us or to harm us or to put products in our lives that are killing us? That's like, a great question. Why? Um, why did Hitler do it then? Why would anyone ever do anything? Because he could take over the world. There's people that power. want power, and 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 you know, here's the deal. If you can control humanity, there's there's no more wars. So the Carnegie Endowment, via the British Royal Institute of International Affairs developed a plan in the 1860s and then Carnegie got, got set up in the, in the, in the early 1900s to end war as we know it. And, but the answer is end men and women as we know it, end human, uh, competition as we know it. So it's an official world government plan to end the family, end humanity. Brave New World is not a fiction book. Huxley even wrote another book about how it wasn't fiction. He wrote it in 32, how it was a total plan for what they're now doing. <laughs> I, I love it when Alex even goes further than that on a show. He's like, you know what? Maybe I'm just totally wrong and Bill Gates is right. And we need to kill everybody with vaccines. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm the bad guy. <laughs> Maybe I'm the bad guy. <laughs> Maybe we do need to implement a plan to get rid of all the dumb people. Maybe we do. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, if the plan is to end war and end human competition and, you know, make everything uh, utopia, I mean, 
Yeah, you gotta kill a few billion people to get there, but you know, it's, it's, you gotta break some eggs to make an omelet. You gotta crack a few eggs to make an omelet. You know, it's like a potato, potato, potato. You know, it's like you got the one thing and you kill the other guy, and then hey, it's a peaceful world because there's no more competition. <laughs> it's just <Yeah>. me. <laughs> hey, we've done this before. Remember the French? Well, drives me crazy. Oh no! Whoops! Wrong clip. Misfire. Misfire. I need a I need a buzzer to penalize myself every time I misfire a clip. <laughs> this is your last warning, self. Um, don't do it. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, we we've uh we got one more. If you want to go back to the uh, you had the video Caleb, a tale of frogs and fish and men. You want to go through that? Or? Oh, um, yeah, we can go through that. It's uh, It starts out with Tyrone Hayes, and it gets into a few other, uh, a little more detailed about, like, atrazine and uh, chemicals in the water and stuff like that. Word. Yeah, we can go ahead and go through that. Harvest Public Media. In a trendy refurbished warehouse district, it's on a from spring Nebraska. night, people gather at a creative space. But they aren't here for wine and sculpture. They're here to hear about frogs. I'm going to tell you a story tonight I call From Silent Spring to Silent Night, A Tale of Toads and Men. And Few biologists have a story like Tyrone Hayes. The largest chemical company in the world, Novartis, asked us to test their number one selling product, atrazine. I never heard of it. That was 1997, and Dr. Hayes quickly began learning about the world's best-selling pesticide. Using African clawed frogs in his research, he came to a controversial conclusion we found that atrazine had demasculinizing effects on exposed males. So the voice... Just to pause it right there, it's if you are trying to avoid war and make the population docile and uh, de something that gets into the water and food supply of the entire planet that has demasculizing effects would benefit you. Yeah, you'd have less aggression Yeah, <clears throat> overall. And, and if it gives them cancer really... too, then you, that's a double whammy. Mm -hmm. I will say this. I do know a little bit about the history of like the use of pesticides and stuff. And most of the time, this stuff is not developed with full knowledge of what the side effects are because mm -hmm. it is developed to sell and in mass quantity. So it's kind of like, hey, let's pump this out, make sure it doesn't kill anybody immediately, and then just start selling it. If it works, we're going to sell a lot of it. Yes, they're called work. soft kill weapons. Yeah, but they're usually not developed by, like, they're developed by, like, and I'm not defending DuPont or anything. DuPont's a pretty bad company overall. But, like, they're developed by large chemical companies like DuPont who are just making a product. And they do some pretty shady stuff, but it's never, like, on purpose. It's just, it's negligence. It's almost always negligence. And then you've got a bunch of guys who are agricultural uh, workers and stuff, and they don't really know the ratios that they need to use until they've been using them for a long time. So you almost always have people over app, uh, over applying the pesticides because you want to make sure like if you're growing like uh, 500 acres of a crop and that's all the money you're going to make that year and you've got to pay for everything, you want that crop to grow more than you care about over applying some pesticides. So there is uh, incentive for them to overuse until they can figure out the exact level that they need to use. So a lot of this stuff is just uh, not necessarily negligence, but it's just 
not knowing the appropriate amount of a chemical to use for years. Like it takes years to kind of figure out exactly how much because they'd rather over apply than under apply. And it always gets into the water. It was the same thing hey, that was happening. Hey, you give your lawn fluoride? Hell no, we don't give them fluoride. I mean, that's something that really sinks in for people. What happens when you give your llamas atrazine? Your llamas? I have no idea. Hey, you give your llamas fluoride? Hell no, we don't give them fluoride. <laughs> we need somebody to fund that study. Yeah. Uh, continuing with uh, the, the frogs at the tail of frogs and fish and men. A controversial conclusion. We found that atrazine had demasculinizing effects on exposed males. So the voice box of the larynx didn't grow properly. Testosterone levels were really low. We eventually found out that sperm production was really low. We also found out that the exposed males could be feminized. They would grow ovaries or grow eggs. It's easy to see why people come to listen to Hayes. He's engaging. Ooh, I know what I'm not drinking tonight. And funny. But he has one simple way of making the connection between his audience and his frogs. So as they tell you what atrazine does to this frog's hormones, you should be thinking about what it does to me, to humans. Atrazine is now the second most widely used pesticide in the U.S. And the EPA has recently drafted a report citing atrazine as a chronic risk, not just for frogs, but mammals, birds, and other wildlife, even when used according to labels. Chemical companies and agriculture associations refute the research, citing the chemical's role in increasing agricultural output and previous studies finding that atrazine is safe. For the University of Nebraska Omaha's Alan Koak, the issue is far larger than a single chemical. We have atrazine in the water in concert with a suite of other chemicals. Sitting just a few miles north of where the Elkhorn meets the Platte before it flows into the Missouri, Kowak's research station is perfectly placed. Every time it rains, there's going to be surface runoff from both the towns and the agricultural areas. All of the water that runs off is, for all practical purposes, passing this point. But it's not just the water he's interested in. It's the glop, the sediment that mixes with it and always has. Many chemicals actually adhere to the sediment particles and move downstream associated with the sediment particles themselves. So it's not like we have to get rid of the nasty, ugly sediment to do our work. The sediment is our work. Because spring rains raise the Elkhorn's levels dramatically, grad student Jonathan Ali has the not-so-enviable task of hauling buckets of water back to the lab to recreate field conditions without nature's complications. What they've seen so far in minnows echoes what Tyrone Hayes was finding with frogs, though with a small twist. We see that females exposed are defeminized. So they produce less of the egg yolk protein that they need to produce healthy eggs. You may be thinking, well, who cares about the little fish? On a molecular level, it's not that different. Because the genetic structures of fish and humans are strikingly similar, and the chemical cocktail spilling into our waterways spikes during the growing season, so does Kolok's concern for expectant mothers. If I had a daughter that was pregnant and it was in the spring, I would encourage my daughter to drink filtered water. It's just the cost relative to the potential adverse impacts, the cost is minimal. And again, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the Omaha drinking water, I'm just saying why take that risk? That risk is what agencies like the EPA are studying. Meanwhile, the Elkhorn River keeps on flowing, 
transporting whatever glop it picks up along the way. Glop. We are all in this together. Glop. The days of thinking what happens in my backyard or what happens on my ranch is my business and it doesn't really affect anyone else. It's just not true. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like in that video, it kind of shows that other animals are affected. It doesn't affect everything um, the same way, but there is like a hormone stress response in pretty much any small um, developing creature that they find that's been exposed to a large, um, a larger amount of atrazine. And like where they're at in Nebraska, Nebraska is a huge agriculture state, so they probably have higher levels of atrazine in their water than most people do or most non-agricultural areas. But it's just really fascinating that this is something that's been known about for at least 10 years. This is something, a study that was done, an independent study that was done by a university with no affiliation for the results. It wasn't done by a company or the EPA, who can be very easily influenced. It was just an independent study that was done. They showed this, and nothing happened except yeah. that the EPA put atrazine on the... um uh, pesticide applicators restrictions license, meaning what I said earlier about going and getting like, it's, it's like a little harder than getting a fishing license. Like, <laughs> or it's about the same. I, I would compare it to getting a, um, concealed carry permit. It's yeah. about the same level of difficulty as that. We're and, all getting like, killed is, here. Yeah. It's like, it is, these are, these are having like, I don't know if they're irreversible, but it seems like it's pretty permanent effects on these creatures. And it's just like, Nothing's being done about this kind of stuff. It is no, just why crazy. would we do that? Yeah, yeah. Why would we want? Why would we not? You know, why would we get the get these pesticides out of the water? My God, limit for twenty five or... years they've been growing babies in cows. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of space in those cows. You can grow like five, six babies at a time. Yeah, just take out <laughs> the stomachs, put babies in there. Uh, um. Yeah. Yeah. I was. <laughs> If I see a baby crawl out of a cow, man, I don't know. I don't know about that. Hey, fuck it. That, that thing's dying, too. Um, I have... Uh, well, before we get into the last type of frog on the docket, unless uh, unless you, you or either of you two have anything else to say before we move on, I do have a couple more segments. What type of frog... Well, this is, uh, specifically, this one is the Loveland Frog. Uh, a long-time Ohio folklore, the Loveland Frog, also known as the Loveland Frogman, is a legendary humanoid, humanoid frog standing roughly four feet tall, allegedly spotted in Loveland, Ohio, throughout the 70s. The legend renewed attention well, when... sounds like a more accurate moniker than... Frogman. Like Dogman, but a frog. The frog... Humanoid Which is funny because when Dean man. was on for the Dogman episode, I was like, man, I'd rather have a Frogman. Little did I know there is a Frogman. There's a Frogman. Yeah. <laughs> so and he's uh, hopping mad. Uh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Some yes. Oh, you son of a There's bitch. There's a Frogman and he's hopping mad. <laughs> I'll do it again now. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> um, so yeah, the, the legend regained new attention when a Loveland police officer reported to a colleague that he had seen an animal consistent with descriptions of the frogman. Purported sightings as recently as 2016 and 2018, uh, multiple police officer sightings, um, 
there it was even reported on Cincinnati local TV. Yeah, Loveland Frog. And then there's also, uh, since everybody loves it when podcasts read off Wikipedia, we'll do a little more of that. Um, <laughs> the uh, there's a bunch of different frog type um, creatures that date back in an ancient mythology and you know Egypt, Africa. Um, all over the place, there's J- Japanese folklore of like people-sized frogs. They're slightly smaller than people, but they're about four, four, four and a half feet tall, which is some people are that tall, but you know. Also, Gungans but, from Star Wars are kind of frog people. Jar Jar Binks, kind of a frog person. Yeah, like a lizard person with weird ear flaps not he, really it's like well, he's an, an amphibian though he's he's definitely amphibian because they lived underwater and they swim breathe underwater yeah yeah. Oh, yeah he's got the webbed hands and feet too yeah, it's true. that's true there's also a story of hercules and dionitis or some, some hercules and some guy have to have a singing battle in in uh like greek mythology or whatever it was where Hercules is from they have a singing battle with frogs and the frogs sing and they have to out sing, sing these frog people there's a lot of frog stuff going on. Despite, aside from the uh, racist depiction of Jar Jar Binks. Yes, Massa. Whatever he's, what, how did he talk? He's basically like. He said, he said Misa. Misa, Misa. Yeah, not Massa, Misa. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, don't, I don't think it's racist. I don't think, I think you're making a racist. No, I think, uh, I think it was, um, I think it was uh, Jim Jeffries had a long bit about how racist the Gungans were. How racist yeah, George but, Lucas was for making the, those characters. I black. heard a yeah, I heard a thing about that too, like an actual article. It was like we didn't like Jar Jar Binks because of that. And it's like yeah, there's yeah, the guy know. that played Jar Jar defended it though. He said like no, it wasn't racist. So I think it's okay. It doesn't. Say, I, I've never made that connection in my entire life. Yeah, I never like, did until that, I read the article. That Gungans were also like were supposed to be black people. They don't sound like black people. Like, I feel like, I feel you like making when, that what's connection the is King? fucking he was like, racist as shit. It was like that clip they play on Hog Story. Yeah. <laughs> like motorboating. He would just like shake. <laughs> yeah. But what's that got to do? Black people do that? Are you are we saying that black people do this? Like, what, what the fuck? Like, uh, I, I've never seen a black person uh, do that. I feel like it's pretty fucking racist. Let's move on to hallucinogenic frogs. Seems like as good a time as any. <laughs> this is uh, Hamilton Morris and Caleb and I were talking about this last night. Like the the toad, right? They toads are hallucinogenic, but Hamilton Morris and Mike Tyson both say frogs, the DMT frogs. So we'll see what happens. They use it to abort pregnancies by rubbing these women's vaginas with it. You can abort. You can abort a baby with a by rubbing a vagina with a frog. You know that? That's per, that's that's a huge piece of news. <laughs> and never heard. You, you can also before. just wait until the baby's born and then just take the frog and rub it all over the baby's face, and it will also die then. Right after <laughs> childbirth. Yes. Take it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it, yeah, that's. I think I guess that's the clean method to do it. But it's more. I suppose. <laughs> Miss uh. turns it into a stillbirth. <laughs> There's got to be a fr- abortion frog joke we can make. We'll have to think of it. This venom 
contains an opioid peptide that's a hundred times stronger than morphine and uh, some people say that it's psychedelic. It doesn't activate any of the psychedelic receptors as far as I know, but there's also a lot about the venom that we don't know. The venom produces some kind of a strange effect. It makes you vomit and, uh, and then supposedly you spend the next eight hours in some kind of a daze and uh, wake up feeling fantastic the next day. <laughs> so that's an opiate frog. I was looking for the hallucinogen frog. Um, but we know uh, going back to Logan Paul's podcast, Mike Tyson had he calls it the frog. Sometimes the toe. He's like, the toe changed my life. Um, yeah. The toad. The toad. But you've also experimented a little bit with actual DMT as well, right? Absolutely. Can you describe that experience? <laughs> Listen, it's really crazy. <laughs> Listen, this is my partner, right? This is my partner. I'm doing the DMT. <laughs> And my partner's right here. And then I feel, a, you know, I just feel like the sun opens up and, the, and I feel like the fucking, um, boom, the sun opens up and the air comes out. I said, do you see that? You said, see what? I said, stop fucking with you. I know you see this, right? Like, Mike, I don't see shit. What are you talking about? I said, stop fucking with me. You see this shit. He said, Mike, I don't. <laughs> I've heard it's like the I most. Think they, I think they're playing tricks on me. I think because my crew likes to prank me all the time. Right. And I think they're pranking me. I said, man, I know you see this shit, don't you? He said, Mike, I don't see what you. How doing. long did that last? Last for a minute. One, what? Literally one minute? Not like no, for a minute, a couple, some time, probably twenty minutes. Mm. Aren't all psychedelics like that though? Aren't all psychedelics like if you take one too many mushrooms, the sun opens up. Not like I don't think like that. Like, dude. okay. Okay, so um, we also do the toe. We experience with the toe. Uh, yeah, Ooh. you said you. So what did you smoke? You smoke uh the the venom on the back of a toad, or how yep. does it work? But it's not like the rest of the drugs you're smoking. You're active. You can't be active as soon as you take the hit. Boom! Your soul. I love how Mike Tyson is drinking a Fiji water and eating re eating Reese's the whole time he's talking. <laughs> As if it's not hard enough to understand them already. Here in the United States for that as well, or is that a is that a Mexico? Well, I've, done, that's I've, Mexico, I've done it in right? Mexico. Yeah, Chihuahua, I think Chihuahua is one of the precincts, but I, I did in Mexico. Great, crazy, and that's like the highest. That's the highest, right? Like. Do you, uh, can you go above the toad? I mean, that's the. They high. say no, yeah. but the um, the lizard tail is very close. Oh my the God. snake venom is very close. The white cobra is very close. What's How the, did you figure this out? What's the history behind? Yeah, like, who was the first person snake, snake and let's smoke it? Like, no history. Um, told us what happened. This who's talking? Happened. Who brought up snakes? What was that? What's going on? They saw um, snake. an animal attack. So I forgot what the animal was, but it was a animal prey that attacked it. And they and it started acting weird and trembling and it was out, and they thought it was poison. Then in twenty minutes, he got back up and just took off. Can you guys understand a word of what Mike Tyson's even saying here, or should I just move on? It's it's took really off. hard. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Imagine you just spitting all over these guys the whole time. They're getting interviewed by shirt. <laughs> Their faces are just covered in greasies. <laughs> and so the Native Americans saw that and they thought they didn't die. They woke back up. Oh. And I guess that's how they experienced. That actually oh, yeah. makes sense. That doesn't make a that lot actually of sense. Makes sense. But what st- but what still, is that I, feeling like for you to leave your body? Like, do you actually feel like you hey, left hey, your body? Hey, hey. It's the most scariest experience you will ever think uh, go through in your life. You know that you're dead. Hey, man, I don't want to do that. No, yes, you do. Yes, you do. I do want to do that. Listen, in life, do you just want to be you right now? Do you want to be this way to the day you die? No, you think. I'm about working it. on it. No, but do you want to be like this to the day you die? The same mentality, the same way you think about life, the same way you think about humanity right now. You want to stop right here and think? No, no, I want to move forward. Well, that's what the toad does. It actually, <laughs> that's what Toe did. Yeah, I don't know. If they, I, I, I'm assuming neither of you have ever uh, licked a toad or smoked a toad venom or anything. No, not to my knowledge. No, no. yeah, me neither. I prefer my drugs to not be able to like get up and walk away. You know? <laughs> <laughs> not until after you've Pops taken off. them. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I don't. That's uh, yeah, trippy toads. Um. That's yeah. I don't plan on ever trying that, but it is. I do think it's really awesome that frogs and toads can make you hallucinate harder than most other drugs. Yeah, and it's traditionally it's believed that that is a defense mechanism from predators. Yeah, it's like a, yeah, because it's technically a poison. You know, like I mean, like let's think about it. If something's coming up to eat you and they lick you. And then the sun opens up and they, you know, feel like they're talking to God. You think they're still going to try to eat you? You think <laughs> yeah. you're just going to hop off while they're rolling mm-hmm. around on the ground? That's a good point. <laughs> mm-hmm. Having the best time of their life. <laughs> yeah. That is a good point. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I think I think that about wraps it up for me. You guys got anything else we need to cover? I think we, we did cover a lot of ground on the frogs. And uh, before we hop on out of here... Oh, yeah. yes. If you guys got anything, if you guys got anything else, I, I'm good. I think I I've think learned that's... a lot today. I think I've gained knowledge and I've increased in wisdom, and I'm all, all the wiser for this episode. Sweet. Well, good. I uh, yeah. I think I think I think I like frogs even more now. I liked frogs before, and now I like them even more. Now I, had, now I know how to make different uh, living beings turn gay with a certain <laughs> chemical. So. Coming up next, an episode about llamas. Hey, you give your llamas fluoride? Hell no, we don't give them fluoride. Because, I mean, that's something that really sinks in for people. I got, <laughs> it's, I, it's really relatable. <laughs> I love how he's just got llamas. Like He's got like four llamas walking around the InfoWars studio while he's talking. <laughs> this really sinks in for people. people Fletcher in the chat. A great episode of Frog Story. <laughs> Frog Story. I and uh, I will be. Maybe that's uh, a good show title. Frog. Story. Frog Story. That is. Yeah, actually, yeah. Good call. Good call. Um, I will be on Hog Story. Uh, this coming Thursday. So be sure to tune in for that. And I. I'll, I'll hang out here. If you, you know, and Caleb are welcome to hang out. I'm going to be on the stream a little longer playing tunes. If you guys want to play some music and just chit chat on the post show. And we'll close with this little, uh, ending melody here. Thanks for listening. Sounds good. This has been abs in a six pack. <laughs> <laughs>
Why are there so many songs about rainbows? And what's on the other side? Rainbows are visions, but only illusions. And rainbows have nothing to hide. So we've been told, and some choose to believe it. I know they're wrong. Wait and see. Someday we'll find it. The rainbow connection. The lovers. The dreamers and me. Who said that every wish would be heard and answered when wished on the morning star? Somebody thought of that, and someone believed it. What it's done so far? What's so amazing that keeps us stargazing? And what do we think we might see? Someday we'll find it—the rainbow connection, the lovers, the dreamers. And me, all of us under its spell. We know that it's probably magic. Have you been half asleep? And have you heard voices? I've heard them calling my name. Is this the sweet sound that calls the young sailors? The voice might be one and the same. I've heard it too many times to ignore it. It's something that I'm supposed to be. Someday we'll find it—the rainbow connection, the lovers, the dreamers, and me. La da da di da da do. La da 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 di da do. Like I'm putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay. Do you understand that? Turn the friggin' frogs gay. Serious crap. Gay. Frogs friggin' frogs. It's not funny. I'm gonna say it real slow for you. Gay frogs. Frogs!
blow for you. A B S N A six the number P A C K dot com. Abs in a six pack. Excuse me. Excuse me. <clears throat> Excuse me. Alex Jones, greatest meme I've ever known Rockin' on the microphone, turning come again With them chemicals, it's crazy Government is shady, modern day Hades Pickin' sip of water, now my memory is hazy Squad of chemtrail, better cover up my nose Superman vitality, I'm better than a rose Get ready for 1776 We're breaking the conditioning cause you're a little bitch <laughs> George Washington, baby Just wait till I liberal everybody George Washington, baby Ooh, I tell you what, get ready George Washington, baby you laughed at me, baby. Well, they do put chemicals in the water to brain damage you and your family. Get the drugs ready. Hardcore super feminist. I off Satanist. Pesky Muslim extremist. Communist. Tony capitalist. It's over for the globalist. Racist. He's Barack H. Obama. His religion is hating America. Family out of Kenya. He's a top digital mutilation pusher. Oh, we'll have lots of blood and semen. God, don't put that in the water. It's deadly poison. Get back. They're going to blow up seven. They're going to release a really specific bioweapon. So the computers will make the decision. They show mutated dead children, half the kids on your block with autism, psychological warfare systems. Come on. Hey. Come on. Hey. Pentagon tested gay bomb is the gay bomb. Come on, Bob. Hey. They turned the friggin' frogs gay. And I'm not for that, by the way. They turned the friggin' frogs gay. And walking around in a feminine way. They turned the friggin' frogs gay. And I'm not for that, by the way. They turned the friggin' frogs gay. You are now a total mind slave. Splicing little babies with fish. And behind it are mad scientists. Splicing little babies with fish. Humanoids cross with fish. The New World Order isn't coming, it's here. You stand up to it like Paul Revere. I'm not against beer. Is that clear? I'm a pioneer. I'm here. Lots of switches to flip. You like this switch? You like that switch? You want this switch? You like that Son switch? You like this switch? You like that switch? You want this switch? Baby you like that switch? Right you want this switch? You like that switch? You want this switch? You like that switch? You like this switch? You like that switch? You want this switch? You like that switch? Trying to sell you on taking vaccines. One superhuman will merge the machine. You're part of the dream. Demons. They're demons. Hillary Clinton is a goddamn demon. Demons. She is a demon. Murder the Christian. Yeah. Demons. They're demons. Hillary Clinton is a goddamn demon. Demons. She is a demon. Yeah. He'll save demon. From my cold dead head. We're giving you the Death Star plants. The Matrix in a trance. Sick stuff, man. Lots of blood and semen. God, don't put that in the water. It's deadly poison. Get back. They're going to blow up seven. They're going to release a really specific bioweapon. So the computers will make the decision. They show mutated dead children. Half the kids on your block with autism. Psychological warfare systems. Space aliens. Harvest their organs. Super weapon. Brainwashed husband. Intergalactic invasion. Where the country's done as a third world nation. You're in the cult, bro. There's a demon in there running the show. You expose people that been spooned. Oh. And the midget goes... Fuck you, Alex Jones. Oh, yeah, what's the species greater than us? <laughs> oh, God. Well, dummies, you just wasted another amount of your non-precious time listening to abs in a six-pack. When are you going to stop? You know, there's very few of you. If, you. if this is like a hands-on-a-hard-body thing of trying to figure out who will be the last person to actually listen to this show, it's a lose-lose proposition.
By the way, he asked me to do this. The head moron who makes the show. Ha! <laughs> huh? The secret is, I think he's the biggest moron of all. It would indicate that you're a bigger moron for listening to his show. However, I think somehow that's not true. He actually is a bigger moron than the rest of you. Anyway, go outside. Read a book. Ride a bike. Take a walk. Go walk a dog. Go kiss somebody. Whatever there is, I can think of one million things to do better than listen to this dumb, crummy show. Abs and a six-pack. Well, I bet for most of you, you're half right. <laughs> this is Master Shake. Do something with your lives.